Welcome to Geeksters, Episode 4. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. And today we're going to talk about movies. Yes. Specifically, superhero movies. I think it's kind of like the latest trend recently, which is spurned on by the fact that I just got message today, being Tuesday, November 20th, mm-hmm. that the Marvel Phase 1 package deal awesome. was the Avengers, which, for those people who don't know, it's um, it was supposed to come out... In October, I think it was October. Yeah, that's yeah. when the release of The Avengers came out, yeah. Right, it was supposed to be um, a big briefcase with The Avengers, uh, Iron Man 1 and 2, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, and The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all in one big briefcase-like package. In the center of the package was a, a Tesseract cube that actually lit up, and along with uh, an extra like dossier files and it was all this beautiful beautiful packaging yes in a briefcase that was used in the movie and i was stoked put money down on it i'm like can't wait and then disney has to go and steal the idea of the briefcase from some company in germany who went wait a second you can't put that out because it's a patent look and we didn't get paid (laughs) <laughs> so Disney decided to pull it for the shelf and said, don't worry, we'll come up with a new idea to, you know, for the people who've actually kind of pre-ordered it, which I did because I ordered it through Amazon. Amazon was like, sorry, we'll, we'll keep you posted. But in all fairness, Amazon did throw me a bone and said, look, even though you pre-ordered the game, here's a free voucher for the actual Blu-ray version of the Avengers, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. No, provided I think I still had to keep the pre-order of the Avengers box set. Which I was going to do anyway. Right. You know, I was like, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to cancel that order and lose the possibility of having this set because it looks, if anybody's seen video on it, I posted a, the new update on our page in Facebook Geeksters. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it used to look beautiful, but it even looks even nicer now because they redesigned the case a little bit, kind of put like an X pattern on it. Yeah, a little X-Men issue. Like. <laughs> but, and, and I, I like the I, X-Men. Sure, sure. And who doesn't? But I think some part of me also thinks that Disney somehow kind of did this on purpose. Because from the news article that I got, they added more stuff to it. You're kidding. Nope. They added like um, a kind of a teaser trailers for Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardian of the Galaxy, like... You know, the, all the future Marvel movies are coming out supposedly in, 2000, in 2013. Okay. So it's almost like they went, oh, well, we know we screwed up, but for those people who ordered it, here's a little extra bone for you. Now, uh, going through those list of movies, sure. did they give a teaser for the Ant-Man movie? No, they didn't mention the Ant-Man movie. Everyone remember, the Ant-Man movie is still kind of in limbo of some sort. I, I, saw, I thought saw, they just signed on a director for it. Well, it's supposed to be... Um, Edgar Wright, the guy who did uh, the Shaun of the Dead, right? Um, just, what do you call it? A fuzz, hot fuzz with uh, again the Simon Pegg kind of movies. Com- movies. Right. Um, it's supposed to be his project, and I did see some test footage or stuff, but I think that they're filming it or they're. they're Wait, you saw the test footage? I saw like a little animatic or something that like it's supposed to be like the opening. Scene of the movie, oh. which is kind of James Bondish looking a little bit. Okay, so I don't really know. Like that could just be like here's an animatic, whether it's it should be in the movie or not. Yeah, who knows? Okay, but the the price point I think for for what I saw on Amazon for the the Marvel set 
looks like it actually also dropped in price too because it's now hitting like a two hundred like a uh, well Amazon selling it for like almost two hundred dollars. Okay. How much well, was it originally, do you remember? I, I think it was a little over two hundred. Okay. I mean, you know, of course Amazon says this is the retail price and we'll sell it to you for sales, hopefully you pre order it. And what they're kinda of, Amazon's always been kinda of cool about is if it does drop down in price from what they're selling it at. Like I think they're selling it at like a hundred and ninety seven dollars. Mm-hmm. I think that if someone decides to sell it for like a hundred and ninety five dollars, they give you a two dollar credit. Okay. You know, put towards something or, or just they don't charge you that two dollars or whatever. But I mean still it, it looked really good. It looks sweet. The Tesseract's still in it, so it's still gonna light up. That's the only reason why I wanted the goddamn thing <laughs> in the first place was I wanted to be able to hold a lit up cube and go, Oh <laughs> you know, I found a new energy source. Wait, it takes double A's? <laughs> you know, <laughs> all this time. <laughs> the unlimited power source takes double A's? <laughs> Who knew? So, uh, so yeah, which kind of make me want to think about, like, superhero movies in general. Okay. Okay, like, I, I'm, I mean, we can go as far back as Blade. Because I think Blade was kind of like the first Marvel superhero movie that kind of did well. Actually, you know what? I apologize. I'll go back even further to Superman. Okay. Back in 79 or 77, 78, 79. I was a kid when I saw it, so I forget. 79. 79, thank you. So as far as superhero movies go, I mean, there's been, you know, leaps and bounds, gaps in between, some good, some bad. I mean, as far as, like, DC always had Superman, Batman, as far as movies. Right. Marvel really didn't do anything with movies except for, like, Blade, which I thought was great because it took a second third tier kind of character and said well let's see if we can have a movie can do a movie thing with it and it really was a good movie no it was a good movie and i and i, had, I do remember from the past that that marvel was kind of in in trouble at right. that point and uh this was their kind of like either going to be their swan song type of uh style that you know like hey here's a movie finally from marvel or it's going to be a blockbuster hit and we're going to make more films and luckily, it went the other way, the same right. way. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I think that Wesley Snipes did sell the product pretty well. I mean, yes. it looked like Blade acted like how I remember reading the comic. And of course, with every great movie like Blade, you also do have the bad first run of Punisher. Not the, uh, what do you call it? Um, Thomas Jane? Not the Thomas Jane one. The Dolph Lundgren one. No, I didn't think it was that bad. I never did I, but I mean, as far as you're going in, Thinking, oh my God, it's the Punisher. You know, he, you know, you know the character. You know, Frank Castle, family gets killed. He goes on a murderous rampage. You know, bringing justice to the world. I do have to say, it's the more bizarre, you know, kind of thing because there is like a nude scene with Dolph Rundgren in it, and it's like, uh, I really don't want to see his backside right now, <laughs> <That was laughs> or ever. But you know, he didn't have the the t-shirt uh you know the what do you call it the skull pattern he had it on a belt buckle from what i remember because it's been a long time since i've seen that movie mm-hmm. i remember the, the really bad dye job of the black hair right he, he looked like a, a biker more than a you know a we call it a war vet hero kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> you know but i mean I remember, remember most of the war vet heroes bikers though not all the time <laughs> some guys they well just, the generalization you know, of you know the, movies and, and that's the problem that's the problem with movies today. It's a generalization. Okay. You know, but I mean, as far as you... That's how I live my life is through <laughs> movies, so... <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> our lives are so boring. We go to movies to make our lives feel better. Okay. Like that time when I saved New York from an alien invasion with my friend, Captain America, 
and my super hot partner, Black Widow. <laughs> that was me. That was you? That was me. I was Hawkeye. <laughs> me and my 11 arrows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Well, thank God you went with the Hawkeye and not Thor. No, I'm not the Thor type. I mean, yeah. He is the god of thunder. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I jokefully, you know, Thor, nah, not really my speak, because I'm not really good speaking old timey English. Like, you know, ye old, doth thou, thou, there kind now, of Now, the thing is that we've had many conversations. You're not good with the modern English either. Yeah, that's true. I am a mumbling idiot sometimes. <laughs> Mush mouth. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I think that as far as superhero genre goes, I mean, where do you kind of see, where do you want to see the movies go? Like, I know next year we have um, Man of Steel coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the new Wolverine movie's coming out next year. Yes. They're talking about uh, another X-Men movie. Yes. The first class, the... the Day, uh, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, that's right. right. Which everyone's excited about if you're an X-Men fan, but, I mean, it kind of revolves around Wolverine being in it, from what I remember. That is correct. So are they going to go... Well, actually, it's more of um, uh, Shadow Cat or uh, Kitty Pride. I don't okay. wanna, I'm not really sure of her, of, her, of her hero name. Well, Kitty Pride, she was in uh, the third X-Men movie. Right. You know, played by uh, the girl who was in Juno, I think. Uh, no. No? No. No? No. Why do I... For some reason, I, maybe they're just so... They're so, so similar. Maybe that's it. Very similar actresses. That could but, be it. Uh, I, yeah, you know, cute brunettes always look the same. <laughs> um, okay. And you were asking the question, though, of where we see the future of movies now in the next year or maybe beyond? Or what do you think like, the next big superhero movie is going to be? Because, like, Guardian of the Galaxy, i got to be honest, I never read a single issue. Neither have I, you know. I mean, I know there, there's a gun-toting raccoon. <laughs> yes. But he's from, obviously from another planet. So that's kind of like the only thing I really do know, and it involves, I think, like Nova and people that I've never had any interest in, like almost like a second-tier Avengers kind of deal. Right, right. Um, wow, that's really tough because it's just like, what well, you know, like they have so much material to deal with since there's so many comic books out there. Um, I, I really find the point that they're probably going to stop using the main characters that everybody knows and loves because they're going to be done to death. I mean, you know, there, there, there are so many movies now out that within the last, let's say, 10 years or more. Yeah, easily. You know, kind of thing. That There's so many great character movies out there and some not-so-great character movies out there. But at least they're out there and they're trying. Um, He's referring to at least two, I can think off the top of my head, Daredevil and Green Lantern. Yes. <laughs> I admit it, you didn't uh, like those movies. No, I didn't. I'm st I'm still gonna give Daredevil a redemption, sh you know, viewing again, since I did see it on television one night and said, other than that one scene where, where Elektra and uh, uh, Daredevil meet for the first time in the, the coffee shop. Character, the guy you but, forgot. Yes, <laughs> I was trying to find out his, you know, his actual name, not the Daredevil name. Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. See, my Swiss cheese memory's coming back. So, but uh, seeing that movie again and the after that scene, because that's when I picked it up when I came home one night and turned on the television. I'm like, wow, this isn't really that bad of a flick. You know, like, like you know, like it was it was one of those movies. It's like, you know, it's got some rewatching of, you know, value to it that I could, you know, maybe enjoy. 
Um, I never saw the director's cut, which I just I do have on DVD, and I'm going to watch it one night and just critique it then, and and then you know give it like maybe the extra scenes will add a little something to it, you know, kind of thing. And, and you know quite well that I was not a fan of Dark Knight Rises, yes, which comes out on DVD on December fourth, and I'm kind of debating whether or not I should get the the shattered um, cow edition because it's like a, a two or three disc set, or do I go get the a box set of all three movies together, you know, just so I can put it on a shelf. <laughs> but knowing me, I'm stupid enough. I'll probably buy both because I really do like that shattered skull kind of <laughs> thing. And I'm like, well, that's kind of badass looking. The movie itself, I hated, flat out hated. And I know I'm going to get flack for it, but Batman taken eight years off because his girlfriend died, his parents died. And that spurned him to live this life of crime fighting. And because his girlfriend dies, I'm not going to do it anymore. Hmm. And the thing is, it wasn't really his girlfriend anyway. Exactly. Well, according to him, it was, you know, because he was hoping that the two of them were going to get back together because Alfred was like, he doesn't need to read this note saying that she doesn't want him. (laughs) And then brings it up at at the wrong time. Like, oh, I took eight years off because my girlfriend died. Well, what if I told you that I got, let's say, a letter and uh, it said she didn't want you? Um, oh, I, but I burned it. Um, do you think that would have changed your mind? <laughs> I'd be like, I wasted eight years of my life. I grew with this beard and practiced archery in my bedroom for this. <laughs> I just, I know. Then the whole autopilot thing. Is he dead? Isn't he dead? Ooh. You know, but I'll give that a second watching too because I kind of now know what I'm going to go into. I also didn't like Amazing Spider-Man. I like to know who somebody who did. I mean, really. I mean, and I know again, I'm such a geek that even though I didn't like the movie, I still bought it on Blu-ray because it's got this great hour and a half documentary and the whole making of the thing. Because I was interested to see. Who exactly do I point the finger at to hate? <laughs> Who do I blame for this piece of crap? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was just, oh. I mean, there was aspects of the movie, though, for Spider-Man. I'm not, I, you know, I don't really want to knock it 100%, but I will. But uh, there was aspects of the movie that, you know, it's just like this scene on the big screen again is always good. It's always good. The bringing back him and being a scientist, that I enjoyed that because okay. that's something I really missed in the trilogy that uh, – that they had with uh, Did you really need another origin story 10 years after we've already seen it before? No, no. And that's the yeah. thing. I mean, I, I don't think it's that far in the future that they go, well, you know what, let's reboot it. And, and that's just, I think that goes with any of the iconic superheroes, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. You know, if you ask a 10-year-old kid how Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man, he'll tell you. Right. You know, ask any adult, any kid how Batman became Batman, he'll tell you. You don't need to keep rehashing. And I understand, okay, well, 10 years later... There's a new ten-year-old. I don't care. Like, there's certain. Well, that's why there's that are... DVDs. I mean, it's immortalized now. You exactly. know, it's a Blu-ray. You know, it's like just pick it up. Here. And here's a before you go see the next Spider-Man. Here's the first one. Not even get that. the origin. You know what? Spend three dollars. Here's a comic book. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there you go. There's the story of Spider-Man right there. You know, and you can you can either go with the the regular Spider-Man or the alternate Spider-Man with the um. African-American, Mexican, Elias Morales, I think, who's mm-hmm. now Spider-Man. Right. I was, like, that whole situation as far as comic books, I was a little pissed off only because they killed off Peter Parker. Spoiler. For right. those people who are uh, Ultimate Spider-Man fans. But if you don't know this, this happened, like, a couple years back. 
But to me, it was like, look, you're going to make a, an African-American, Mexican Spider-Man. I got no problem with that. But why'd you kill off Peter Parker just to make this guy the main guy? Like, you could have done a separate... See, but that's the thing. Like, I can't... I can't see somebody else playing other than Peter Parker playing Spider-Man. Like, it, like the, it's he got bitten by the spider. It's like okay, if somebody else got bitten by a radioactive spider, yes, he's a Spider-Man, but he's not right. the Spider-Man. And, and they also, I mean, if you think about, it, they have Spider-Woman, they have Venom. There's a couple other uh, Spider. There's Scarlet Spider. There's Arachne, I think her name is, mm-hmm. who's a Mexican girl, you know. And then they have Madam Web, who's this old, you know, old woman. Kind of looks like Aunt May. That's got this like she's supposed to be like like a fate kind of character. You have the ability to create a new character and implement him into your mythos. Why did you do this? That's why I just kind of felt like you were taking the publicity sign because if you actually look at the character, he looks a lot like like he looks a lot like Obama. <laughs> really? Yeah, he does. I mean, you know, kind of biggie ears. You know, I don't how does mean, he fit with the with the with the mask? <laughs> Does it stick out? Well, no, because the it's like is, Alfred E. Newman as Spider Man. No, because the mask is tight, pushes his ears in. It closes the taxi doors, as they say. You know? But I, I mean, so I mean, I think maybe they're just trying to do that to be able to kind of spin that character off into a movie to make a black Spider Man. Okay. Which, I mean, again, I got no problem with, you know, because. But it's not Spider Man. It's a Spider Man, but it's not the Spider Man. Exactly. You know, I mean, with the movies, they're talking about doing a, a what do you call it? Justice League movie, they're trying. I mean, I think Warner Brothers and DC is just so desperate to try to get something because they saw how well the Avengers worked mm-hmm. that they're going to try mishmashing something together, basically to kind of spin off to create a whole new Batman series. Okay, you kind of know Batman. You already said the, the Nolan trilogy, which everyone loves. You mm-hmm. know, most of us love. Well, you know, the, maybe not the whole trilogy, but at least the, whole the first two. Exactly. I mean, so. I can't see, but they want to go with a, a light, maybe a lighter tone Batman, you know. Because let's face it, the the first the Nolan Batman doesn't really lend to kids' toys, right? It's very dark, very moody, very realistic almost. But you can't see a Christian Bale action figure going bam, pow, you know, <laughs> zoink. You got Joker with the scars on his face going, hey, let me gut you like a pig, kind of thing, like, you know. <laughs> I just so with Superman coming out, they're gonna try using that guy and somehow create with him being Superman in a Justice League movie to create a band of people, you know. And the Justice League that they're talking about is the Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, and Aquaman, and probably not Aquaman. I think they're replacing Aquaman with Cyborg. Okay, he's the new hot. DC guy now does uh, come yeah. around. Plus, also too, as far as if you were to be PC about it, he's probably he's African American, right? You know, versus all white guys, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, plus also, what about Black Lightning? You know what? I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing him in it because yeah. I just kind of liked him. But I, I just, um, I just don't think I'm glad they didn't throw Aqu- Aquaman in there because it's or, or or even Plastic Man. How about that? I mean, throwing that into the mix <laughs> that would be a good. Comedy, comedy yeah. relief, comedy yeah. Relief, but I don't know. Since every, everybody tries to make superhero movies based on some sort of a reality now, it's just to me, I, I think Plastic Man would probably be better off as its own movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it works. Now, there's something I'd like to see. I mean, sure. that, you know, it's like, it's ridiculous, but it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, but if it's done right, I'll go. Because, I mean, fan, in Fantastic Four, I thought Reed looked good with the whole stretching ability. Mm-hmm. If you do that as a comedy aspect, it probably could really be a funny movie. 
Wait, the Fantastic Four movies were comedies? Well, I laughed, but I meant like the Reed Richards <laughs> stretching himself and stuff like that. And if you put that character, not Reed Richards, but if you give it the Plastic Man, mm-hmm. all the wackiness that he could do with this, you know, like, okay, let's face it. If you had the ability to stretch any part of your body as a man, what's the first thing you try it out on? <laughs> your junk. Yes. So you know there's right then and there, there's joke number one. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the ladies man, plastic man, plastic man, ladies man. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Starts making balloon animals. Like you know, look the pterodactyl exactly. <laughs> as it's flopping around. You know, just think of it like those, those kind of comical aspects to it. But you know, so you have Man of, Man of Steel coming out next year, mm-hmm. the X Men movies, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and then at some point too, Iron Man three, Thor two. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. all to start working it up to phase two of the Avengers movie. The second Avengers, yeah. The second Avengers. But as far as, like, what kind of superheroes would you like to see other than these? Because to me, as far as I'm concerned, now these guys are, like, the main guys. Right. I mean, I'm dying for a decent Wonder Woman movie because I loved Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I used to watch Linda Carter running in the outfit, the shorts, the boots. <laughs> and I swear that that is the reason why if, if I if, if someone said, Sean, what's your type of woman? I usually go dark hair, blue eyes, great legs, and has to wear go-go boots. <laughs> I love a woman in go-go boots. You know, and I think it stems back to my childhood seeing Linda Carter running around, you know, long you know, hair, bouncing through things, fake punching, you know. <laughs> But I would still like to see her, or maybe a Batgirl, you know, or try to redo a Supergirl. Well, it's saying I think I think sub characters would be a, a better choice because you know after a while, you know, like what else is out there? Like what other characters could portray a good feature, you know, kind of thing? And I mean, there's so many characters out there that you could just think of. I mean, you know, like and and then like some of those are so bizarre, but like. I'm kind of getting tired of the reality aspect of it, like putting grounding in real yeah. life, you know, kind of thing, because it does lose something. Because there are certain characters that you would see as a supervillain, you'd like to see them, sure. But they're like, there's just no way that they'll be in there because they're too far fetched. Well, I mean, since we're talking, you know, supervillains, I mean, in the latest news that Jamie Foxx signed on for the next Spider-Man movie to play Electro. Right. I don't know how well that's going to play, depending on like, is he going to wear the green outfit? I would love to see <laughs> Jamie Foxx in the tight leotard with the yellow starfish head. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> oh man, I'm picturing it now. <laughs> I just don't see it happen. I'll probably have him like in some sort of leather jacket or. Something with some sort of lightning bolts on it, right? You know, yeah, like if at a, all, because they might just make him an energy creature where it just he just hits like a light socket and zips through stuff, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Well, seen there was a there was a there was a Marvel character that I can't remember the name of the Marvel character because I remember from the eighties that that's what he was. He was a he, he was an energy force that would suck through, go through the electricity, right. go through the wires, and that kind of thing. So Spider-Man couldn't find him because he was a, a villain of Spider-Man's. And uh, and, and that, that would be hard to portray. On the, I mean, now, of course, with all the technology we yeah. have today, it could be done. But it's just one of those things. It's like, well, can it be a believable character since now we're grounding everything in reality? You know, kind of thing. But there's a the thing, though. Amazing Spider-Man was a stretch in terms with... Uh, uh, Lizard. Lizard, thank you. <laughs> I was going to go with DC. Um, 
but uh, but lizard lizard was a stretch, and I mean it, it was one of those things. It's like you know what it could re- it could be a reality because of the gen- genetic mutations to regrow his arm using sure. the, the whole lizard the, aspect of it. The theory behind lizard's plausible. The actual character himself, not so much. Right. You know, but as far as like I would like to see a Black Panther movie. Yeah. You know, first you get like it's it's outside the realm of tall, good-looking white guy. You know. I mean, let's start getting some diversity out there. Right. You know, he, he's a, a leader of his people. You know, it, there's 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 really good, strong aspects. I've never really been a big Black Panther fan, but I would see a Black Panther movie because I can see a decent film out of it. Right. You know, and yeah, I kind of lean more towards Marvel, I think, in, in a personal, because I grew up reading more Marvel than DC. Mm-hmm. And I think that as of right now, Marvel has been knocking the ball out of the park yeah, but see, that's, see that, that's the thing, though. Marvel is based in reality. I mean, like, they had to get jobs. It's not like, you know, I'm a superhero. It pays the bills. It's like, yeah, I'm Bruce Spider-Man. Wa- Bruce Wayne's a billionaire and doesn't have to lift a finger. Granted, Tony Stark, the same guy, but at least you kind of saw him at work. Right. You know? <laughs> you saw Bruce- he was developing weapons or developing technology to further humanity. Like Bruce Wayne walks into a room and goes, eh, yeah, I'm a billionaire. Here you go. Here's some money. Or no, I don't want to do it because I know you guys are bad guys and walks out of the room. Right. At least Tony Stark was sitting there tinkering. Right. You know, and Superman, okay, yeah, he's a journalist, but can an, in today's world with blogs, podcasts, the internet, can he really be a journalist? No. You know, unless... And, 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 I, and I feel that Superman at this point should be kind of a period movie. You know, it's, it's kind of bizarre Ooh. to say on... But you know, a nice nineteen forties style movie where he's a journalist. Ooh, you know, that's he's kind of good. Covering yeah, the war, right? Yeah, sure, I can see that. So that says something. You know, you 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 know, you want to kind of like for me anyway. I want to see him film because it's just like yeah, with like you said, all the technology out there. You know, when Superman Returns well, came into being, I mean, it was like well, it's funny. It's it's just funny I mention it because it just dawned on me that I just read an article that Superman in the comic book. Clark Kent quit his job at the Daily Planet to become a blog. <laughs> it's like, really? It's pretty soon we start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yes, in today's podcast, what's going on? Oh, sorry, I have to be right back. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Like, <laughs> so what do you think of uh, the world today? Oh. Hold on for a second. Hey, Clark, did you see the new Honey Boo Boo show? Uh, no, sorry, I don't have time for shows like that. Hold on for a second. Small bladder. I had the, I have a bladder of a 12-year-old girl. Sorry. I just can't. Yeah, I just can't say it. And again, of course, you got to tell, how did Superman become Superman? Oh... You're an orphan. You got dumped on a planet, <laughs> you know, raised by two strangers. Right. You know? And I mean, that's that's why I appreciate the older Superman movies, um, because it, 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 it wasn't grounded in reality. I mean, it was a fantasy film. And that's, I think, I really enjoy more is those kind of things. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the new Marvel movies that are coming out because, you know, it's it's characters that we've never seen on film before or not, not at least I haven't. And or at least a, a decent representation because anybody who's our age, which I'll admit I'm in my 40s, early 40s, 42, <laughs> though I have the, you know, I'm a teenager at heart. <laughs> I remember the Incredible Hulk TV show where they had Thor and they had Daredevil. 
Mm-hmm. But really, you never saw him in costume. Thor was a Viking-looking guy with the horns and and the wool. Remember, it was like. Oh like, yeah, no, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm in the same age bracket as you, so, so yeah. So it's kind of like okay, he wasn't really accurately represented. Same with Daredevil. Daredevil was a blind lawyer. You never saw him in the outfit. Right. You know, it was kind of like. <sighs> yeah, but you're talking late '70s. Like, how could they pull off a Daredevil at that sure, point? I mean, because well, look at the crappy Super Spider-Man they had. I mean, as much as a kid as I loved the live-action Spider-Man, because to me it was Spider-Man on TV. Right. But his spider sense showed him the future a little <laughs> bit, and then he only had that big silver bracelet that was his web shooter that shot a rope out, you know, and that was it. Right. He was the only one. It was just like, I don't care, it's Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't care. Like, you know, he looked good in the outfit, jumping around, you know, whatever, you know. Well, it's not like today, like, you have alternatives, you know, like, with cartoons or, or sure. uh, you know, things like which, which brings me to my kind of, I want to start this point in terms of with the DC side of it. Um, you know, DC has made some great direct-to-DVD awesome. movies. Yes. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's not origin stories. It's not like they're, they're doing the films, they're doing the origin stories in the theater, but yet to direct-to-DVD, they're telling great stories. Batman that, Under the Red Hood, I think, is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I would love to see them do Long Halloween. You know, the story, you know, it takes place over a year, the calendar killer. Right. Like, I would love to see that story portrayed either as an animated movie or a live action movie. You can get three movies just from that story alone. Mm-hmm. Because it takes place over a long year. Right. You know, so why not? Like, you, it's, the guy kills people on major holidays. So why not, like, at summertime start, you know, like, well, let's do the first one in the fall where the first murder happens on Halloween. Yeah, you know, it goes through Christmas, and then the second one you bring out like a year later, but release it on February, so it's like Valentine's Day, and <laughs> you can market it really good, or or do the the Peter Jackson way of filming, do the entire trilogy in one shot, and just cut it in places, and then instead of waiting every year, put it out every four months. Yeah, you know, yeah. that way people get that fill, because let's face it, I mean, the box office the studios don't care about longevity as far as film's concerned. All they care about is opening weekend. Right. It wasn't like back in the day when, when, when I did see Superman, the Christopher Reeve one, in theaters. We had a local movie theater I'm like, on, right down the street from me, and mm-hmm. it only showed one movie, and it was Superman. And that line was around the corner. You know, and if it sold out, you were shit out of luck. Right. You had to come back the next day or buy tickets then for tomorrow. Right. And it would stay in theaters for like three, four, five months at a time. It wasn't like, oh, Superman, great big thing. We made $100 million. Now it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of where it kind of feels like everything's going on. If you do, let's say, like a big ass Batman movie, you know, or Superman movie where it can kind of expand like over two films or three films, why not do it in one shot and then just cut it, you know? Right. And, and be able to kind of do it almost like serials now. Right. Like, why not have, like, oh, coming in, in for Christmas, this Batman movie, coming for spring, this Batman movie, and for next Christmas, this Batman movie, where you can have, like, the whole arc. Right, and plus the fact that if you get it all in one shot, the character, <laughs> the actor doesn't age because of, you know, disputes in terms of, you know, legalities or money, you right. know, kind of thing, or contract disputes or, you know, like that kind of thing. And it and and or you know or or, or uh, movie companies going out of business or trying to sell off, you know certain rights because they have to survive kind right. of thing. You know if they do it on one shot, then you've got a year's worth of Batman, Spider Man, whatever movies 
that could span over a whole year and it's just like you enjoy it and then you know and it's and that's the thing like the I mean what's, of course it's way before our time was the fact is the old days like my father when I used to talk about it about movies they used to have serials like that kind of thing and why did they bring that back a little well, bit you that's, know? that's the whole reason why we had Indiana Jones was was George Lucas's and Steven Spielberg lover that kind of film like that, that serial episodic right. kind of stuff before actually the real movie right you know I think that if you can find a like the problem is they they want opening weekends and right. if you want that opening weekend to hit a hundred million dollars, do it like that. Like don't sit there and go okay like now Spider Man's going to come out in two thousand fourteen maybe two thousand fifteen mm-hmm. depending because now movies take two years to develop at this point with special effects and all. Mm-hmm. Why not just kind of do okay here's Spider Man one like if they could have got you could get more character driven stories because you are taking a longer time to. To to go through those emotions, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, look at look at the Lord of the Rings trilogy. How well, even though yeah, it was three books, you still felt you still felt for these characters because you you were actually went on that journey with them. You know, <laughs> that long long, long walk. <laughs> I mean, it kind of irritates me though that the Hobbit, which was one book, is now being stretched into three movies. But yeah, I'm just like, really? Was there that much? I mean, unless they're going word for word, you know, from the books. To the movie, eh, maybe. I mean, I just think they're trying to, you know, it's kind of strike twice, like lightning striking twice in the same place. I mean, they're just trying to do something where they did three epic movies and it was a phenomenon, and they're like, right. "Well, let's do it again." Well, we got the Hobbit. It's just yeah. like you know, sometimes lightning doesn't strike twice. No, and yeah. I, I mean, uh, granted, I hope it does a great success. Especially now, this one's going to be in three D, and then they also mentioned that they're doing a different kind of film rate. Which some people aren't really happy with. Yeah, it's forty-eight frames per second. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the difference is. Well, I was uh, watching uh, G Four yesterday, and they were talking about that they had a sit-around table on the Attack of the Show, and they were talking about that, and they said basically it's going to be a little bit better, but at some points it might look cartoony. Uh, so I don't know, you know, kind of thing. It's going to be one of those type of things. It's just going to be. <laughs> I think a personal perspective, like right. you know, was it really good or is it you know you know and that, and that's the thing it's going to be a big risk when it comes out this December the first one and nobody likes it or they're right. going to go see the second one or the third that's one that's it you know and then you're going to spend so much time and money you know they you know is, are they going to lose a lot of money over this sure yeah but it's hard to say until you see the movie well you mentioned earlier like you talked about uh, super villains mm-hmm. what super villain would you like to see on the big screen um. Well, like for Superman, I like to see a Brainiac. Well, I mean, it did pretty well with the Smallville, like you know, as a, as a guy. Right. But I mean, you, you're talking about the the glowy head mm-hmm. thing. That, yeah. Yeah, sure. Or even 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 a Doomsday, bringing the death to Superman. I would love to see a live action Doomsday. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that was a that was a critical moment in DC's history. I mm, think. Not only that, but if you had some Brainiac there, I mean, not Brainiac as far as a guy running the company. You could spin that movie into at least three other movies. Right. Because you could do the Terminator-looking Superman, the Punisher kind of Superman, you know, the, even bring in Superboy at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're trying to find a way to bring a younger market to Superman, do that. The Death of Superman, do the whole kind of him coming back. Hell, you can even have the Death of Superman, the funeral, where you can have your Batman, your Wonder Woman, your either that whole superhero lineup as just kind of like a, a geekgasm. Mm. where you just see everybody and you go, oh my God, I saw Aquaman. Are they going to make an Aquaman movie? Right. Oh my God, I saw Torn- Red Tornado. Are they going to make a Red Tornado movie? Like, like stuff like that. And then let, let the internet kind of go, 
crazy. Go crazy and then take somebody that can go, okay, well, everyone's talking about this character. Maybe we should do a movie about this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, let, I hate to say it, let the geeks kind of almost dictate to a certain level what the next movie is going to be. Right. Not, you know, not word for word, because then you'll have some geek guy going, I do want to see Plastic Man, or <laughs> I think they should bring back, you know, anybody, like some low level guy, because it was their friend. I would love to see a, a Gotham City Sirens uh, movie, which was basically Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Harlequin. Okay. They kind of... How how long is it? How old is that issue? Oh, there's a, that series. <clears throat> it was right after they killed off Bruce Wayne after the final crisis. So I was it was probably like four years ago. Okay, so it's got a, it's got a substantial run. Right, and if you get the right characters, I mean, you know, of course, you, you, I'm sure Anne Hathaway, she said she liked playing Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. You can get her to do it. Poison Ivy, maybe they get a real Poison Ivy, I mean, because I wasn't really too happy with the uh, Uma Thurman incarnation of, of Poison Ivy. Well, see, that's the thing. Those Batmans are kind of a love-hate right. relationship type of thing. I mean, you know, not that I don't hate them, but it's just not, I don't have a strong love for them either, you know, kind of thing. Sure. I mean, when night, when the late 80s uh, Batman came out, I mean, it was just like, well, we had, what, before that, like the uh, campy Adam, Adam West yeah. Batman to compare it to. I'll help you, Robin. <laughs> hey there, chum. So it's it's really it's really tough to gauge because you really have to see looks going back to the DC and doing the uh, Justice League movie like how well Superman's going to do because that's the, that's going to be the key. I mean, a lot of a lot of the geeksters out there are already having problems with the the uh, the costume since he doesn't have the red you know underwear. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, but I mean, as a geekster myself, I did not like. I wasn't too thrilled about the Spider-Man costume, but it's funny. Which which one? The new one. The new one. Okay. The new one, because I especially could. It just to me, it didn't feel like Spider-Man. But then when I watched the movie, you know what? The last thing on my mind was the costume, uh, you know, because it was like there's so many things about the movie that I liked, and versus a lot of things about the movie I didn't like. Mm-hmm. That the costume itself was just kind of like, eh, you know what? It is what it is. I mean, because in the comic books, he has so many freaking costumes. So why not throw this one in the mix too? At this point, like I felt like kind of like now I'm being that picky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're gonna do the red and blue costume, I want to see the traditional red and blue costume. But you know, looking at the comic books, you have the black costume that's not the Venom costume. You got the Scarlet Spider costume, which is like a, a denim vest and red tights. Right. You know, it's like <sighs> all right. You know, let it go. It's just a costume. You know, just make it a good story. And I did kind of feel like watching it going you know what lighten up <laughs> <laughs> you know the superman thing with the red the red underwear not being on the outside eh, you know all right well you got to see how it looks like in context and right. you know it's not like they're going to be going hey look at me i'm not wearing a red underwear <laughs> <laughs> uh, as yeah. long as it doesn't really like uh, accentuate his junk then, uh, <laughs> yeah, i think really. i'll be okay with it why does that look like an S bulging in the front? <laughs> That's my Superman. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why you're professor in a speed bolter, buddy. <laughs> but I mean, do you think like, do you think we'll see any kind of peripheral characters? Like I said, like I mentioned Black Panther. Is anybody like in a DC universe you think is strong enough to be able to handle their own movie? 
See, that's the thing. I think I think Warner Brothers is too afraid to pull out any of the other characters, you know, kind of thing. I mean, they took a shot with Green Lantern. They spent a lot of money in Green Lantern. And granted, I, I mean, I wish I knew because I to me, Green Lantern, I didn't like it. And I don't know why. <laughs> that's the thing that kind of bothers me about the whole thing. Maybe because there wasn't really a bad guy per se to – Right, you didn't see Sinestro be Sinestro until the very end and, of the right. bumper where he gets the yellow ring. I also kind of think, too, like, I like, I'll be, uh, I'll honestly sit here and say on our podcast, I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I do like him as an actor. Do I see When I saw him, I didn't see him as Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, he was a perfect Wally West flash. Yeah. If you've ever, if anybody out there has ever seen the Justice League cartoon, you know, the animated show, I highly recommend it because it was a great, it was basically about the guys who did Batman the Animated Series. Which is another great series. Which is another great series if you're if you're an animation fan. They had him kind of like a, a and he was voiced by Michael Rosenbaum, mm-hmm. the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville, and he's been in some other comedy roles. Wally West is kind of like the smart-ass superhero. Right. And Ryan Reynolds played smart, plays smart-ass perfectly. Right. That's the reason why he was so good in, as, you know, the 10 minutes you see him as, you know, Deadpool. Right. You know, because he has that sharp wit, and that's what, to me, Wally West should be. You know, he's quick-witted, quick-footed. Hal Jordan, to me, is always was kind of like the... Every time I've read... Because Hal Jordan's not my favorite character of the DC Universe. Right. Because he's always kind of like the big brother, I'm going to tell mom. you got to listen to me or else. He never he never came across like a superhero. He came more across like a, a cop. And I understand that that's his job in the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. But I just never saw anything likable about him, because it was like... This is how you, this is how we do it, and if you don't like it, tough. Right. Yeah, you know, which maybe is the reason why the Green Lantern Green Arrow dynamic works well because Green Arrow was so against the anti-establishment. Maybe that's why that that dynamic works well. I'd like to see Green Arrow in a movie, but he's already in a TV show, which I do like. Right. It's not like punching bag arrows because I'm happy <laughs> the fact that in the show he buries an arrow into someone's chest. Right. I like that, but by the same token, I mean, I, I'm hoping they pull out Black Canary soon enough because I want to see the, the fishnet stockings. Right. You know, and which is also another movie I like to see, The Birds of Prey, because that's a popular comic with all the women from D.C. Right. Now, they made yeah. a TV series on that. Yeah, but that was bad. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I I picked it up on DVD only because the people who did the show also did like little animated webisodes with the girls like it was voiced by the girls who did the voices in the animated Batman animated show okay so it was like Harley uh, Black Cat it was almost kind of like what Gotham City Sirens turned into except more of a like a comedy kind of bit okay so that's the only reason why I bought the DVD set it was like lasted 13 episodes um, I don't think they aired them all no, they didn't. Yeah. No, because I I did pick it up on DVD, and uh, I was talking to a gentleman who was there, and he was saying, no, they they didn't air some of the episodes because it it didn't it got canceled before they could finish this the series. I mean, I think that a lot of the episodes weren't really well written because I tried watching them. Like it's thirteen episodes. How bad can it be? I think I got past the first four, and I was just like, oh my god, this is actually not good. <laughs> like, and I've seen some bad TV, and I put up with some stuff, and I. I go, okay, there's the three girls. They're pretty to look at. You know, I like the Barbara Gordon character in the wheelchair being Oracle. I like. They did do, they gave them all decent, you know, like backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, for some reason, it just it just didn't click. I, I don't know, maybe because they were trying too hard. They weren't uh, getting to, like, something quick enough. Because Mia Sarah, um, the girl who played the girlfriend of Ferris Bueller Day Off, mm-hmm. she was Harlequin. Okay. She was going to be Harlequin. And I kept waiting. I was like, oh, I love Harley. So I can't wait to see how they're going to handle her outfit. But she kind of was like, kind of like a mob boss, which is okay. Because Joker was supposed to have been off somewhere, like... You know, they did, they did, the first episode was kind of good because they had, you never saw the Joker, but you heard him, and it was voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh, okay. Who did the voice for Joker and all the, the animated series, the two video games. So they kind of gave it, like, this this nice little starting point with him as the voice of the Joker, but then the, the, just, the show just didn't carry, it kind of fell short. Okay. Was like, ugh. I mean, maybe I'm just kind of itching for a decent Wonder Woman on, on screen you know without the pants not making a big deal about whether she's wearing pants or not Wonder Woman wears shorts well, and the boots we did watch the unaired pilot of the Wonder Woman you yes. know kind of thing and I actually didn't have a problem with the pants because it was only on for a short bit she did wear the By the little end, shorties but that's because while the filming while they were filming that episode people were bitching about the actual outfit, about the pants. All right. I remember that because they did the whole first leaked footage of her running and she had the blue pants on and people were like, what are you kidding me? That's not Wonder Woman. Who the hell is that? Wonder Woman wears the shorts. Blah, 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 blah. And it looked like the show was going to fail even before it even started, which eventually it did. But I think it's because people were kind of bitching on the internet going, that's not Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we, we saw the episode. Right. The acting... Wasn't bad. Writing sucked. Yeah, the writing sucked. And then at the end of the episode, where she actually was, it was no real dialogue. It was just a kick-ass fight scene. You know, yeah, sure you saw the wires and stuff. You know, he was going to be airbrushed out right. like, later. But the fight scenes were really good. Yes. And it was like I would watch that TV show if it was written better. Right. Well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like how they portrayed Wonder Woman as no, that character. They really. I mean, I think that's Robert E. Kelly's problem because. Right. He needs to have a strong female figure, which Wonder Woman is and has always been. But I think I don't think he ever read a single issue of Wonder Woman. No. He didn't know kind of. He just went, oh, because I I can write female lawyers good, but female business women good. I'm gonna turn her into a businesswoman that owns her own company, but everybody knows I'm Wonder Woman, kinda. Right. And, and her and her secret identity is actually Diana Prince. Right. Because they did you what was her name in the in the show? Do you remember? God, I don't even remember. Because you know, I remember she went to that apartment and then, you know, like nobody knew who she was and she right, was Right, it's her and her cat, you know, right. looking at a Facebook status going, No friends. Yes. You know, and instead of being from the island of Thanascaria, that was the name of her company. Right. Like it was just like, ah, oh, come on and the whole world knew she was Wonder Woman. That yeah, that kinda That kinda bothered me, you know, like like give her the secret identity, like yeah, give her the secret identity and the shorts and the boots. <laughs> well, that brings up then, you know, the whole secret identity and not knowing. I mean, of course, now a lot more movies have been revealing who characters are, who the superheroes are kind of thing. And they, they actually, I think, started that more in the comic books during the uh, Civil War uh, type of thing. Uh, Peter Parker came out. Right. Yeah, he unmasked himself at, at behest of Iron Man because of the whole government Basically, it's the whole superheroes are running amok. We need to kind of keep a train on. Like, we need to know who these people are so we can help train future superheroes. Right. Of course, some people were against that because they have loved ones, they're married, identities. But the same thing happened in the DC universe, too, with identity crisis. And even Mm -hmm. back earlier in the 70s, there was something kind of like that where 
the government felt the need to control superheroes before they get out of the control before they get out of control. Right. Like if you have Superman who has basically the powers of a god, what if one day he does decide to go, you know, I'm kind of tired of doing this. I'm going to be a bad guy for a little while. Who can stop him? You know, if the government had maybe more of a control on him and kind of knew who he was, then maybe that there was, you could kind of, I guess, temper him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know the reasoning behind it, but I know in Civil War, yeah, they did kind of unmask everybody, but as far as movies go, I'm tired of that being a plot point. Like, well, another thing that pissed me off about the Amazing Spider-Man movie was that he spent more time in costume without the mask than he did with the mask on. Right. It seemed to me he had any reason to take that mask off, he did. Whether it's to save a little kid in a car to say, this will give you, the, I can understand that. But then it seemed to be like any chance he could have on top of a rooftop or something, it was like, oh, I'm, no one could see me, I'm taking the mask off. In today's society, with cameras everywhere. Yes. I feel comfortable enough to walk around in without my mask and in the tights. <laughs> you know, or look at Batman. You know, how many times have we seen someone find out these Batman? Case in point, Batman, Dark Knight Rises. George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character knows he's Batman from the moment he sees him. When he was a child. When he was a child. Right. Because he gave him the superhero look. Yeah. You know, like, really? And... Commissioner Gordon, the guy who's trained as a cop for his whole life, can't piece it together. Right. You know, until the very end, he's like, wait, you're, you're Bruce Wayne? You know, again, like as we've heard before, as when Batman wants to become the Riddler. <laughs> there was this guy in this place, and you gave him a coat. And that kid became somebody special. <laughs> Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> He's got to think back on who did I give my coat, coat to, to as a kid when they were a kid? Um, my nephew, my niece, uh, I don't know. Another kid that they, you know, yeah. like. like... Like, he was the only kid that was ever in trouble in the entire right. life that the Commissioner Gordon drapes coat over. <laughs> and so I, I, we haven't even discussed Superman Returns because that to me is like just. Ooh. I. I <laughs> Uh, we get, what irritates me most about that movie was that it was Mark Singer left X3 to do Superman Returns. And the first two X-Men movies I thought were really good. Yes. The third one, eh, not so much. No. You know, but... Well, if, the, the thing I think with X3, though, is, is that, like, they got rid of some characters because... Well, Phoenix, of course, dies, you mm-hmm. know, because she becomes the Dark Phoenix. Right. You know, kind of thing. And, I mean, she was in the third one. But... Um, the 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 uh, uh, James uh, James Marsters Marsters, thank you. I was going to say the wrong name. Psychops. Yes, he left uh, to go do Superman Returns, right? To you play know, a secondary character in Superman, exactly. And then, and you know, and he was he was you know he was one of my favorite characters, Cyclops. And it's like there's the next big movie without Cyclops. And then I also thought too. I mean, I guess as for as bad as Superman Returns was. I thought Kevin Spacey played a badass Lex Luthor. Oh, I thought he played perfectly. I thought he Lex played it perfectly. I just wish Singer didn't turn Superman into an emo deadbeat dad. <laughs> I have to laugh because you, you try and get emo in almost every, every podcast we do. I just always hate emo. <laughs> but I mean, let's face it, he was. He was yes. moody. He was, you know, a stalker too, by the way. Yes. He was an emo, stalking, deadbeat dad who never threw a punch for two and a half hours. <laughs> 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 like, really? I paid 
$10 to see this? You know, like, oh, you didn't think the kid was going to be his? <laughs> like, hello? Well, I like the fact that they, they, they pretty much, it was after two. So they eliminated three and four out of their yes. history. But at least that's the good thing is, is that the fact, the only, one of the only few good things about that movie, and probably the only good thing is the fact is they didn't reboot the story. They didn't have to no. tell the origin story over again. I mean, they did kind of do it in the opening sequences during the, the, you know, the opening sequences, like, you know, Brandon Ruth, Kate, whatever her name is, Bosworth or whatever. Or right. Was, you know, through that, they kind of give you the Marlon Brando talk over, which is fine. That's all you need. Or like what they did with um, The Incredible Hulk during the opening sequence, you see how he becomes the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I don't mind that because you kind of get an imprint of, okay, this is, the audience is a lot smarter than people give it credit for. Right. So it's like you know, all you need is that opening, and you kind of you can should be able to piece it together. Well, especially with the familiarized material that they they present. Exactly. I mean, it's like, well, who doesn't know the Incredible Hulk? I mean, it's not like okay, maybe not know exactly how he got gamma radiation, right? You know, kind of thing. If you're not a, a comic book yeah, fanatic you, or do you casual really need reader, that? you know, he gets mad, he turns green. Right. End of story. Sorry. Right. What else do you need? You know, so with the whole Superman Returns, I just, and I didn't, I liked Brandon Ruth. I liked Brandon Ruth as Superman. Yes. I loved Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Everything else, though, could have just, <sighs> like, the whole kid thing. And I gotta be honest, I mean, I'm not a religious man by any means. <laughs> but if you weren't religious, there is no way you couldn't see the Christianity iconic Symbolism in that move. No, I'm I'm, I'm religious that. too, and I'm, I please explain. Okay, best the best visual is like at the very end of the movie where he scoops up the whole like he first he has to go up to get recharged by the sun. Right. He floats up, arms open, feet crossed, almost like Christ. Okay. Okay. That right there with the whole sun behind him, the whole resurrection, him dying, coming back. You know. Okay. That kind of thing, like. It kind of felt like, and let's face it, I mean, he is kind of like a god. And I think a lot of writers write him as a godlike feature, creature. Right. Which is apparently so. I mean, the guy can do almost anything. Which is the reason why I like Les Luthor so much, is he's probably one of my favorite bad guys, because he doesn't really feel like he is a bad guy. Right. You know, it's like, look, this guy, we're better than this guy. Yeah, he's got these powers and all. But take him out of the equation. Look at all the stuff we've done. You know, why are we letting this guy dictate what's right and what's wrong when we've done that for years? You know, mm-hmm. we should be able to solve our own problems. Let's get rid of this guy. You know, he's <laughs> holding us back. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of how I felt about it. I mean, okay, yeah, sure, he has, this, you know, delusions of grandeur and he's a bad guy. But I don't think if you sat down and talked to him, I don't think he'd ever really see himself as a bad guy. He's not like the Joker or the Penguin or General Zod. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I mean, the I mean, the beginning of him, he was an evil scientist in the beginning, and sure. back I think it was in the forties when they first wrote Lex Luthor into the. Well, yeah, I think you can go back further, further than that. Him and Spider Man, him and Spider Man, <laughs> him and Soups were best friends. Right. You know, they were actually childhood friends, like because he did grow up in Smallville, and they were buddies. You know, he and he, even at one point, Lex Luthor tried to cure him of the kryptonite sickness that he mm-hmm. would get which caused the accident to make him lose his hair and kind of turn against Clark. Right. You know, some people forget that because some people don't talk about it because they'd like to have him be in the billionaire, eccentric, you know. Right. But, 
it worked, you know. But as far as bad guys, well, okay, so what bad guys do you want to say in movies? Well, I mean, I gave the two DCs. Um, see if I go with a Marvel one. Boy, that's really tough because there's, I mean, they're, they're, there's, <laughs> they're, I mean, like with the bad guys, it's it's more of, um, especially. Well, I'm thinking more of X Men because I'm I'm a huge X Men fan, right. and uh, you know, it was more of the fact of the the their struggles between the. Uh, mutants that were against the human race and the X-Men that are always helping the human race. Right. And then, of course, the human race that really doesn't want anything to do with them, or the majority of them don't sure. want to, you know, do anything with them. So that that makes it tough for me to come up with a villain, you know, kind of thing. I would like to see the Sentinels, you know, kind of thing, those giant yeah, machines. They give you a tease in the third one. Throwing, right, they threw that in there with the in the danger room. But that I think that would be kind of more... In, in the next X-Men movie, like, I think they should have the Sentinels in there because sure. that's the... When, the future is pretty much them uh, tracking them down one by one, right. and putting them into concentration camps or camps to uh, to stop them from being populated in amongst the uh, the okay. world uh, type of thing. And that's why uh, Kitty Pryde has to go back into the past to uh, to try and stop that because there was an assassination attempt. That's right. I'm I'm giving it all away. Yes. Hopefully they'll do this really well because this is this, it's a really. It is Good a, story, but it's very complicated. Yeah, but the problem, I think the, the hurdle is is that anybody who's an X-Men fan has always wanted this to be on the big screen yes. in some way, shape, or form. So it's like a tall order. I mean, if they, if they don't get it right, a lot of people will be pissed. Yeah. I mean, it, it might go down as like, oh, it's one of the biggest, not a bomb, but you'll probably see people going, I hated that movie because it was nothing like the story that mm-hmm. I read when I was a kid. Right. Now I gotta be for, I gotta be I gotta be honest. I was fortunate enough never to have read that. Okay. Because I never I as a kid to teens it was Spider Man. Spider Man was my guy. I mean that duality of being the nerdy guy, you know, and then putting the mask on and being who I felt that he always was the smart ass comic. Right. You know, like in a situation instead of you know using a joke to get out of a nervous situation rather than not saying anything at all. I kind of identified with him a lot. Let me put it that way. Okay. I wasn't really a nerdy kid, but as a kid, I kind of felt like a little outside of the rest of the group. Right. Because at the time, you know, like you always feel like a little outside. But there was that smart ass attitude I've always had that I always seemed to be that way around the people who knew me the best. So I never really got into the whole X Men thing, which I kind of understand. Like the X Men is another thing, all outsiders. Right. Group. And that's the thing. Like I've always probably right. used labels to geek. Through sure. all my life, and that's you know, so that's why I always related to them because it was always like they were the outsiders, unaccepted in society, and they have to try and be better than everybody else to right. you know to be a part of them, you know, kind of thing, or see you know we're not so bad, you know, kind of thing. I think for me as a kid, I just couldn't get into group. I couldn't get into team superheroes, you know, because I think I was the only one who read comic books out of my friends, mm-hmm. you know. So having a group of superheroes, it wouldn't be anything to be like, as a kid playing, I couldn't be like, okay, I'll be Wolverine, you could be Cyclops, you could be this guy, you could be that guy. Because there'd be, I, if I tried that, people would go, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's the X-Men, it's, you know. So to me, it was like Spider-Man. Spider-Man, it was, it was him against everybody else. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, like, to me, it was... It wasn't so much playing it, it was just reading it because there were so many interesting characters because there was all different types of walks of life. I mean, right. you know, like, you know, you had Storm who was from Africa and she was a thief and they, you know, tracked her down basically to join the X-Men because of her abilities and, uh, you know, she turned her life around, 
you know, you had Rogue from the South who was, you know, this girl that wanted to be loved and couldn't touch anybody because right. she would absorb their life essence. Um, you know, you had, um, you know, like Cyclops who was just because of his laser, optic laser blasts. I mean, you know, it was hard for him to really hide his abilities, you know, kind of thing, because if he didn't wear those specialized glasses, he would, he would vaporize you, right. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, I can go on and on and on about every character, but I mean, like Wolverine, I mean, he's that misunderstood, angry little man that, <laughs> that, you know, punches first or cuts first and asks questions later type of, right. uh, type of thing. But he, even though he'll, he can size up the problem before it happens, like he knows exactly what to do. And so it's like those characters, there were so many of them, and it, they, they just came and go. It's not like it was the same group every week, which it was, but there was one character that you felt for that would either die or leave because of something that would happen, a situation. And it's just like, I don't feel like that I'm an X-Man anymore because of the situation, or I'm tired of being that guy that has to save the world right. kind of thing. I need to live my life. I want to have a normal life. I want to be like everybody else. You know, kind of thing, and then the so that's the you know. So I always identified with that because it was just like you know, there was always a need to be somebody else. But then it's like you know, like times there was times I'm just I'm just tired of being me, <laughs> not not to be being me, but it's just like I'm tired of trying to be accepted, right? You know, kind of thing, and I you know hide away somewhere. Sure, I mean, like I guess you know, as a teenager, I liked Wolverine because he was the badass of the group. Yeah, you know, you like that. The claws are awesome. Then I also liked Psylocke, mainly because she was cute. You know, I'm I'm real base when it comes to like my comic book. If you're a hot chick in comic books, I'll give you a read. Like you know, I'll give you an issue. I'll give you an issue. I like the way you're drawn. All right, I'll stick with you for a while. Which, but hopefully, like I am, I have been reading Batgirl. Mm-hmm. You know, the new run of Batgirl. And I've liked, I like that a lot. Um, I did pick up this. Uh, it's kind of like a animated. I guess you might say um, anime version of the girls of DC. It's really, it's not bad. It's like they have like a first issue was like a Wonder Woman, but it was like anime style drawing and kind of like not really based in the DC universe. It was kind of like almost like its own universe. Okay. And so far you haven't met any guys. It's all been the girls. Like it's only issue two and you've met instead of Batman and Robin, it's Batgirl and Robin and it's, it's Barbara Gordon and her cousin who's also a girl. But they also have Harley, they have Catwoman, they have Ivy, they have Duella Dent, which I, I gotta be Wow. Honest, which, I, I she's not Two-Face, she's kind of like a clock, like a, a steampunk Joker, mm-hmm. in a way, which I'm like, I've never, I know she, obviously, if I took her into DC Universe with the last name Dent, wasn't that Harvey's wife? Yeah. I didn't know she became a bad guy, like in the DC Universe. I, to be honest with you, I don't know that either. But right. I mean, unless they were to stretch it for characters for female roles, maybe. But but she's not two faced. Okay. She kind of has like literally. She is like a, if you take a, like a steampunk uh, Mad Hatter. She's got the top hat, but she's got like the steampunk goggles, mm-hmm. and her outfit is like almost clownish. Okay. And her face is white, and she's got the almost almost scars like the Joker, but she has a grin, you know. And it's like okay, she's not quite Joker but she's also not quite Two-Face so I'm kind of like not really sure where she fits in or whether or not they just used her for the comic book mm-hmm. or if actually she was a character I mean I'm hoping that somebody maybe who's listening to this can kind of fill me in on who Dwella Den is other than 
Harvey's wife. Yes. You know, because her character is interesting. The look I like. You know, like I said, I'm. It's very steampunkish. Right. You know, but it's also like like if you took Harley like, at first, I thought it was Harley Quinn because it's it's very clownish, except with steampunk. It was like a steampunk Harley. Okay. You know, but they also have Harley with the whole. It's not with the classic Harley Quinn outfit. Right. Except it's more anime style. Like so, like the bells, the, the little top things that come off her hat are a little bigger and more accentuated. You know, her actions are a little more crazy, more manic. But it was pretty good. But I mean, but they're you know, like, to me, I was like, I like art. You know, mm-hmm. and if the art's good, I stick with it. That I mean, that's the reason why I'm a sucker because I'm you know a heterosexual male. I'm willing to look at a picture and go, it's a pretty good drawing, you know? So she's drawn well. She's drawn well. And I'm not just talking bucks and boobs. I'm not that kind of a guy. Just the way they look, overall look, I've, I, I like. And it's like, all right, I'll stick with it. Guy characters, you got to be a badass. Now, mm-hmm. I know Spider-Man's not really a badass, but as a kid, what hooked me into Spider-Man as a kid was, and I mentioned it to you before, but I mentioned it to the audience, at a real young age, the Sin Eater saga, there's, uh, they killed off uh, Gene DeWolf, which was kind of like a Captain Stacy of, of like the early 80s, mm-hmm. you know. But it was she was killed by a serial killer called Sin Eater. He basically was kind of like like a serial killer version of Punisher. Okay. You know, and Gene DeWolf actually was friends with Spider-Man. He liked her, and she helped him. He helped her with, you know, it was like the first time for a while that Spider-Man actually wasn't hated by people. Okay. And it was all because of her, and they kill her like within issue one. It starts off the whole like murder mystery, who's the Sin Eater? And at just one point, like in Daredevil, it's the first time I think Daredevil and Spider Man have a, a crossover issue where they're actually working together to bring him in. And they finally get the Sin Eater guy. And Pete wants to beat the crap out of this guy. Like, he wants he wants to tear into him. And Daredevil is like, no, 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 you can't do it. You got it because he's a lawyer. You got to let the law handle be the law. Right. And Pete's like, but the law doesn't work. How many times? And you know, the old story how many times have we caught these guys just to see him get off to do it all over again? It has to stop now. Daredevil says, if you, want to, if you want to get him, you have to go through me first. Next panel is Daredevil flying through a window. <laughs> and I was just like, to me, as a, as a kid, I was like, because, you know, as a kid, I have temper issues. I'm bullheaded. I'm stubborn. I get, you know, to me, like that, I connected with that moment so much because there were times where, like, if you want to do this, you got to go through me first. Screw you. I'm going through you then. And it was like that, bam. I relate right to that, and it hooked me in with the funny, with the never seen him pissed off, mm-hmm. finally pushing him through the edge to where he knocks another superhero through a window to get to a bad guy. It was like, I'm in. <laughs> you know, that would be my defining moment as far as a comic book goes like when I got pulled in. Okay. You know. Well, I mean, like, well, going along those same lines, uh, we just... So recently saw an animated movie. It was the Superman. It was the um, Superman versus the Elite. The Superman versus the Elite. I had it in my head when you were talking, and then this is the reason why he keeps me around because I can fill those holes. That's right, <laughs> fill those Swiss cheese holes along those same lines of, of which I thought was a very good uh, animated movie. By the way, with the terms best Superman one I've seen. Yes, and uh, it was always it was it was stretching the boundaries between good and evil in terms of how far would he go to stop evil and I just remember the beginning of that episode uh, or the, the movie where the uh, the villain was um, I can't remember the villain <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping you out there no okay 
Well, anyway, he was a, a very mighty power. That was me saying I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the, who I'm talking about, though. He had that power that he had the... Parasite. The, the parasite, yes. Oh, look at that. All right, pull one pull out. That <laughs> was me pulling the hands right out of my ass. Thank you, folks. <laughs> and uh, they, he catches him in the beginning of the movie. That was like yeah. the first five minutes. And then they, they ended up hooking him up to the power source of Metropolis right. to keep the to keep the city going. And of course he escapes again. Of course. And then that's where the of course the elite comes in to stop him. They they don't just stop him, they kill him. Yeah. You know, because they said how many times can you capture him and then he will be released again. Same theory goes with Batman. If it wasn't for Batman, how many psychopaths would be running through that country, that that city? I mean, if you think about it, if Batman wasn't Batman, There'd be no Joker. There'd be no Two-Face. He breeds those psychopaths. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. I mean, like, some of them, like, it's not like, you know, he created those characters. No, I don't mean, like, created the guy. I mean, you can kind of do the old, oh, well, Joker fell into a vat of the acid or or the acid with Two-Face and all. But it seems to be, like, Batman attracts, like, if you've got a superhero in a city and he's kicking major ass, you know, sooner or later, there's somebody from out of town going to go, I could take him, and come to town just to just to take him on. Right. So that kind of breeds that violence because he's there versus the fact of if he did just hang it up for eight years, <laughs> all was good. There was no there was no organized crime in Gotham, but you, I'm sure there was a purse snatcher or two. Right. But Batman couldn't be bothered with that. No. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Which, I, again, I don't understand. So I think that, like, same with Superman. Superman brings these kind of it's everyone thinks it's gonna beat Superman, so let's go into town. We know where he lives. He lives in Metropolis, right? You know, we'll just trudge on through, pushing people around. He'll show up, and we can try to kick the shit out of him, you know. And then eventually, we tear down buildings. I mean, you must think taxes and taxes in those states or those cities have got to be astronomical. All the all the road work they have to redo, all the building. Do you think you really get insurance on a building if you lived in Metropolis? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, sure insurance companies are voiding Metropolis and Gotham. Exactly. But, so, I'm sorry, you live in Metropolis? I'm sorry, we won't take that case. <laughs> what do you mean? But my No, because any any moment, your house can be torn apart because Superman decides to knock Doomsday into it. You know, <laughs> I can't hit you with a punch, so I'll hit you with a building. Bam! <laughs> If I was an insurance company, they'd be losing money, ton, tons of money. You know? Construction companies would make money hand over fist. Sure, but then you got to worry about organized crime. Hey, oh, you <laughs> Superman knocked the crap out of Doomsday again. Uh, Main Street's torn up. Let's go, let's go, go, boys. <laughs> yeah, you want to... Who's want... the real crook here, Lex Luthor? Yeah. Or Lou, the construction guy? <laughs> Lou, the construction guy. Hey, I'm not saying none, but if you want that road paved, uh, truck a little scratch them there. <laughs> if not... Eh, it's another pothole. <laughs> Who cares if it's the size of a city block? Eh. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, hey, you scratch our back, we pave your city. <laughs> well, speaking of animated movies and the Justice League movie, the one movie I thought, the animated movie that I thought would be a really good uh, Justice League movie is Justice League Doom. Very good movie. Yes. Yes. That's where, if anybody doesn't know, that Batman uh, has a contingency plan to stop all the superheroes if they go rogue. Which basically basically shows you what a complete psychopath Batman is. Paranoid psychopath. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) 
So, uh, of course, uh, there was the character of, um, oh, yeah, I remember that gentleman's name. In Doom? Yes. Well, I mean, Doom, it was everybody. It was Lex Luthor, you know, in the, in the it's okay. based on the Tower of Babel. Yes. Graphic novels or the line, during the line written by Grant Morrison, I think. Yes. Ooh, look at me pulling out my geek crack. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it was actually, um, Ra's al Ghul was kind of like the big bad guy of that series. Right. And Talia was actually part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, because she infiltrated the Watchtower, which is up in space, to get the information that Batman had on everybody. But for purposes of the cartoon, the animated movie, it was, uh, I don't remember the guy who it was, to be honest, but I remember it, it had uh, Cheetah, it had Lex in it, it had, it didn't have Joker. No. Because Joker was always loose cannon. You never could have, if you ever had a, a villain team up, you, Joker was always ostracized because he was the loose cannon. <laughs> But in the comic, he was. Right. You know, which was kind of good because they did kind of play it. But they also added characters that they couldn't have added in in the animated movie. Like uh, Orion. I think um, Berta was in it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was kind of like you couldn't have them because you don't know who they were. Right. So you had to stick with the main guys. The popular ones. Right. And and their equal counterpart, like uh, Captain Cold for Flash. Mm -hmm. You know, was Sinestro there? I think Sinestro was in there. No. Hey, was it? Yeah. I, I don't remember. So now I think I don't think Sinestro was in that one. Yeah, but either way, I mean, it, to me, it, it showed what a complete nutcase suit Batman is. Right. Paranoid. He thinks that everybody's out to get him because I have contingency plans. If Superman goes bad, I have kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> if Wonder Woman decides to go bad, I know what her Achilles heel is. Same with, you know, Flash. Flash. It was going iron. It was brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, it was a great animated movie, and I I recommend to anybody who likes animation because or storyline. Right, it's really good. It's a really good story. Yes, I mean, it just it just on storyline alone, it was worth seeing. Yes, know, kind of thing. You know, if they're not really into animation, but I mean, who would really keep what geekster isn't into animation? That's my question, really. At this point, it's just, well, I, I mean, you're not going to be like, oh, I got to see every animated movie out there but i mean like you know at least they they've seen a show they've seen a you know sure well i think that's i think that's the reason why dc the dc direct which is no longer in well the animated section the movies they've been putting out i think are so popular because they are taking best storylines from the comics and animating mm-hmm. which i think that if they could apply that to live action they would still have the same amount of success success if not more because as an adult I would go see a movie before I would go rent a cartoon, especially since I don't have kids. Right. You know, granted, I'm a geek, so I do like the animation. Like, if if, if it has Pixar's name attached to it, I'm going to see it, whether or not I'm interested in the story or not, because I like their animation style. Right. You know, but which which lead, which segues into the Dark Knight Returns. Part one. Part yeah. one. Yes. I thought it was great. I loved it. You know, like some people bitched about like them them not having the voiceover. For really? Yeah, like some people didn't like the fact that in the graphic novel, you have that internal monologue by Batman. Right. You know, I don't just, and, and in, the, in the animated, they don't have it, but I think it works just as well. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, you, you're comparing the, the graphic novel to the movie. I mean, the graphic novel, you needed that internal monologue because it was hard to really portray one, you know, panel of his face. I agree. And know what he was thinking. I, I agree. You know, kind of thing. Where... 
the animated really these his expressions gave it all away sure. you know kind of thing and there were so many frames that you could just keep going with it and it was great now the part two is coming out at the end of January January 29th I believe is the I'll release buying it. of course and of course if they're smart they'll have the and lately, all DC's been coming out with the little figurines. Yes. You figure if part one had Batman, part two should have the Joker. Yes. Well, I mean, he's going. To, I think he's going to be the big integral part in part well, two. Well, he is going to be the part, but I'm sorry, there's, there's, there's little mini action figures they've been kind of giving away with the mm-hmm. movie. You know, if they did the Batman, they got to do the Joker. You know, as far as you can have them two like, little stand side by side. And, I'm going to beat you up, Joker. Put up You're pro- probably going to see Robin. No, I think they're going to go Joker. Really? Sure. Okay. Well, put you, I'll bet you a gentleman's bet of a dollar? Dollar, sure. <laughs> All right, dollar. Here, you're in here, folks. That's right. Someone's going to be paying up. <laughs> I say Joker. He says Robin. Pfft. Robin in the cheetah suit? No. Robin in the actual Robin suit? Actual Robin suit, yeah. I don't know. I think Joker. <laughs> I'm only going on based on, on all the movies, you know, as I'm looking over at my action figure collection. <laughs> yes, I have one. And uh, there's only two villains in that whole collection. Yes, but it's not the first. Yeah, but that's because you don't have the bad guy that came with Spider-Man versus the Elite. Superman versus the Superman Elite? Versus versus Spider-Man. Elite. Spider-Man, Superman. <laughs> <sighs> Boy. <laughs> the Superman versus the Elite, you don't have the Union Jack guy. Right. I don't have right. him, and I don't have the Flash when they did the... Um... Well, you're talking bad guys, dude. Right. Stick on topic. Stay on topic. <laughs> but you did get the Catwoman with year one. Yes. If she wouldn't call her a bad guy, whatever. And then there was Night Owl with the uh, tale of uh, two Earths. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, I didn't get that one, so... Okay. I wasn't... Some I'm, I was interested in, some I weren't, but then lately, after watching a couple, I was like, you know, I should get them. Like, I got the Wonder Woman on Blu-ray. And as far as I'm concerned, one of my favorite ones is Batman Superman Apocalypse. Okay. That fights because not only, not only is it Batman, it has Superman, it has Wonder Woman, has Supergirl in it, it's got Bart, Berta, and Wonder Woman and her do this badass fight scene with the harpies. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I mean, the animation is good, the violence in it is unbelievable. You forget that this is like animated because right. it's so good. And it's just, it's almost like the girls are fighting. I mean, they actually have to cut away from the fight scene to do something else and then cut back to still the fight scene. If you cut it together, it's got to be a good five, maybe six minutes of just fighting. Mm-hmm. All chicks fighting it. It's, what's better than that? You know, seeing a Wonder Woman kicking ass and taking names, you know, and the way Wonder Woman should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spencer has been speaking about all these animated movies. Do you think there was anyone's, any, excuse me, any animated movie that wasn't so good or bad uh, well that Superman All-Star was tough yes that was probably I mean it, it, now you read this series after the movie I, after... I, I, I had to buy the graphic novel it's 12 issues and they put it in one graphic issue mm-hmm. because I was hoping that maybe somewhere in there would make sense of what I didn't get in the animated one mm-hmm. I was just as lost really I mean, I mean, I, I like Grant Morrison as a writer, but sometimes I think he does take the Spider-Man. The Spider-Man again. I did it again. <laughs> the Superman mythos of a godlike powers to creating him like a god to almost being revered. I mean, there were actually like everything we saw on the animated show, the animated movie, mm-hmm. was in there with a couple of extra like episode 
extra issues, I guess you kind of say. Right. I can see why they were cut. They weren't really needed, but it also didn't really help the story. Well, that's the thing. I mean, to me, watching that movie, it seemed like there was like they took scenes out of a certain issue and put it in there because it was like a powerful scene, but it didn't make sense as a whole because it didn't flow well. And the and the graphic novel, I think what he did was he took some of the biggest things that happened in Superman's existence as a comic from the 40s to the present mm-hmm. and then put them together as like almost like a highlight reel mm-hmm. and like bring them back like the two Kryptonians that right. came around. There was no real reason for them to be there, but yet in the ep- in the comic, was, there they were. Mm-hmm. No real rhyme, no real reason. It was just like a day in the life of Superman. Here's some shit. Here's some shit. Well, just saying, I, I think it would have been better if it was kind of like almost like a flashback kind of moment, or or you know a storytelling sure. moment, you know, type of thing, of his exploits. I, I agree. I mean, I would have, I would like to see him do the All Star Batman, um, that Frank Miller wrote with Jim Lee's animation. Okay, his drawings, because it was not only was it beautifully drawn, again because it's Bat, you know, Batman, Black Canary's in it, also has Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and it, it's it, but. It's Frank Miller writing Batman again. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's almost like uh, a Robin origin story. Like a Dick Grayson Robin origin story. Okay. Told through the eyes of Batman. And it's really, really good. I mean, if you haven't even read it, I, I highly suggest it. Because my favorite is something I just know he's the goddamn Batman. That's what he calls himself, <laughs> the goddamn Batman. And the worst part, I can actually kind of hear the Christian Bell voice doing it. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> You know, I mean, he hooks up a black canary. I mean, hooks up to the point where they're actually having sex on a after beating up guys. Really? And it was just like he hooked up a black canary. Wait, what? You know? <laughs> and I think he steals her motorcycle at the end. Like you know, <laughs> it was like, and then and they didn't keep them, and they kept the mask on. Like <laughs> it was like, you're into me, I'm into you. Let's do it. I'm not taking my cow off. I'm not taking my mask off. Who cares? Thanks for the thanks for the shag. I'm taking your bike. <laughs> but it was good. It was like all Frank Miller and Jim Lee. I think is a great artist. Right. You know. I mean, granted, he's also the guy responsible for taking away Superman's yellow, uh, I mean, red tights, uh, the red underwear. Yeah. Also putting pants on Wonder Woman. You know, which I think is the reason why they try to put the pants. I really think that they were trying to do the Wonder Woman TV show and the new Superman movie to kind of tie in with. The comic book. Okay. To kind of go, or, or maybe it's vice versa. They went to the people and went, this is how we're going to be creating the characters now in the comic books. You might want to stick with something like that so that way people who are maybe interested in Wonder Woman can relate to the show comic because she's got the blue pants on mm-hmm. or Superman because he's not, he's got, doesn't have the red underwear on. Right. But I have noticed though that they kind of got rid of the pants too in the comic for Wonder Woman. I guess realized no one likes the pants for Wonder Woman. Right. So... Yay! They depanced her. They depanced her. She's still in the the booty shorts. That's good. <laughs> and I think with that, I think we should call it a night. Yes. And again, once again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please feel to post them on wordswithgeeks.com or you can contact me. I'm Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or Ed, again, wordswithgeeks.com. And again, like our Facebook page at Geeksters. And as always, see you next week. Thanks. Enjoy.